Tonight on the show, we talk great music and razor-thin plots with Bikini Car Wash Company 1 and 2. My guest is Dean. This is Manic Movie Monday. Tonight on the show, I am super excited and happy to be talking to my buddy Dean, who is the host of Bring Back Rock on YouTube. And Dean is awesome because I got acquainted with Dean because I was sitting up in my bed one night watching YouTube and I Googled or I was searching for Bikini Car Wash Company and Bikini Car Wash Company music or reviews or anything like that. And lo and behold, Dean's show popped up uh, talking about the bands that were featured on Bikini Car Wash Company 1 and 2, which is, let's face it, why I watched the movie. And I met Dean through that. And then I met Todd Lane, the drummer of AZRO and New Haven. And the rest is history. So Dean, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for that introduction. Very nice. (laughs) It's kind of good to see a face-to-face now. We've been texting for so long. I know. I know. It's crazy. It's great. Um, So what is your background with this movie? Because I think you mentioned on the video you made that you this had kind of fallen through the cracks this was one of those movies that you saw way later in life yep it's amazing because i watched so many movies back in the day between hbo showtime cinemax the video store i mean i saw like 15 movies a week and somehow i missed this one and back in the day it would have been perfect for me just because I was quite pretty much their target audience, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say the target demographic for the Bikini Car Wash Company uh, show or series rather is is horny 20, well, we'll put like maybe age 14 through 25, um, <laughs> maybe college guys. Because I've heard a lot of men say that they got exposed to these movies through their fraternity. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and and then a lot of other people have said that it's basic just you know teenage boy curiosity kind of thing well back in the day if you wanted like tna you kind of had to go to the r-rated movies and now it's on the internet everything you want to see i know button, so i know it's very it, different it, it's funny because i was talking to naraya davis who is rita in these movies and I was saying to her, I said, these movies are fairly tame in comparison to the stuff you see now. Oh, really? Yep. Oh. And there's, there's a lot of nudity, but there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of sex in them, really. No, no. And we will talk about those yep. two sex scenes because <laughs> bananas. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, but- yeah. So like I, I heard of AZRO, the band. Hey, Todd, how you doing? And um, <laughs> so I heard of the band and. I'm like, oh, I heard they're in Bikini Car Wash Company 2. So I'm like, oh, Google up Bikini Car Wash Company 2. And I couldn't find it anywhere, but I found Bikini Car Wash Company 1 on YouTube. So yeah, I want, like, I want to see this band in this movie. So I Google them up, found one. I thought, well, I may as well watch one before two since I don't want to miss any major plot holes or <laughs> character development. So little did you know. <laughs> no danger of that. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, not really. It doesn't. It's great though. But so I'm like, the, I saw, oh, New Haven and uh, Shake City were the bands that did the first soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I had the Shake City one and I'd heard of New Haven. So I'm like, oh, great. I'll get to hear some of their music. And the music was awesome. And the movie was it is what it is and it's really good at what it is. <laughs> it's, 
I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it's fun. I mean, I would yeah. never put Bikini Car Wash Company one or two uh, in my top yeah. 20, but I mean, my top 20 also includes, you know, a movie about a guy in, dressed up in a clown outfit who stalks <laughs> phone sex girls. So, you know, what really, yep. <laughs> what leg do I have to stand on when it comes to film? But however, that being said, these were, these were like bonbons, you know, they had no nutritional value to them um but they were fun and silly and you know had yeah no substance really but i I don't think it really mattered either (laughs) no and the music was great and so then Uh, i you know saw the first one and then i went and i bought the second or first and second one on dvd because i had to see aziaro and i didn't know they. i guess i did know they did every song in that second movie so yeah yeah so how did, that's a great question. How did you hear about AZRO outside of Bikini Car Wash Company? Like, honestly, I think, you know, you play something on Spotify and you get mm-hmm. to the end of an album and just play something similar. Oh yeah. And I think it popped up and I'm like, oh, check it out. And I'm like, oh, this is really, really good. <laughs> so bought the album right away. That and is I think so that's cool. when I, and I looked into it and that's when I saw they were in Bikini Car Wash Company too. So, so your background is kind of like you're late to the party on this as far as I'm very late to the party watching on this one, yeah. it. Um, <laughs> I, so this movie came out when I was about 13 or 14 and I had a really rough, uh, junior high experience where That's... I was just, you know, I wore big thick glasses and I was overweight and all the kids listened to new kids on the block. And I was still listening to poison cause I had not graduated <laughs> to, any kind of new music at all <laughs> oh <laughs> why when you already found the best why risk that? <laughs> exactly so I was by myself a lot and uh, I was just a bullied kid and so one of the things I would do on the weekends because I wasn't going to any parties was <laughs> I would rent as many movies as Blockbuster would allow which at the time was six And, you know, that was one of those movies that I found and started to watch and was, it was actually Bikini Car Wash Company 2. I knew nothing about this being a series. Oh, you saw two first. (laughs) Right. No, I saw two first. And one of the things that hit me as soon as I was watching it was the music. I mean, the soundtrack was just amazing and i remember thinking like okay i've got to find this i've got to you know and at the end of every movie you know they always have the you know the soundtrack is available on emi or you know scotty brothers records or whatever and there was nothing like that and the internet wasn't exactly you know on and popping when it came to research so i spent you know 20 years I mean, like really? Yeah. Yeah. Like 20 years just kind of going, well, maybe someday yeah. <laughs> I'll find that AZRO band, whatever. And now Metallic Blue Records finally, finally caught up and put it yes. out. Yes. Yes. So I love, I love the fact that there are record companies out right now that will either re-release stuff that's hard to find and really expensive or are putting out these bands that didn't get signed by the majors back in the day. It's great. Exactly. Exactly. Because I, you know, I was saying this to Todd on the interview and I said that it was illegal to hear this type of music in 92, yes. 93. I remember that. Yep. Everyone in my class 
was like, you know, grunge music and Nirvana is the greatest thing on the world in the world. And so they were all listening to that stuff. And I was still totally tits deep into hair metal. So, <laughs> and so I never theory, got I'm, out of it. <laughs> like, no, I never got out of it either. I, I don't know. I have a theory that there was such a backlash against that type of music that um, there was almost a backlash against anybody that listened to it as well. Yes. So it kind of fused a bond between the band and the fans that's kind of stayed with them for now, forever, ever cool. since. Yeah. I never, you know, I already never thought of that. Yeah. I, it was, it was interesting because it was the only movie where I wanted to get the unrated edition, not to see the sex scenes, which by the way, I mean, even the unrated edition of these movies is not that much more explicit. Yeah. You, know? you didn't really have much more. So no, you really don't. <laughs> but what it does have is extended music sequences. Oh, okay. So the unrated edition of part two, for instance, has songs that were missing from the rated edition. It has extended versions of songs. Like for instance, um, Lay Your Hands on Me, which plays during the Egyptian question mark. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <scene>. <laughs> I was telling, very sticky. There's lots of food and yes. And I told Naraya, I was like, look, I said, we have a bet going. Okay. Some of us are saying it's oil he's dripping on you, and other people are saying it's honey. Either one is bad. It looks like honey, but <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, she goes, I think it was oil. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> no. that was, but yeah, so lay your hands on me plays during that scene and I wanted to hear the rest of that song so I was you know went out and purchased the unrated VHS which I think at the time was like $40 or oh wow <laughs> it was expensive and yeah. just so I could listen to that and and it was not until your show that I realized that this music was now commercially available right and it was mind blowing because then I got a hold of my softcore video <laughs> connection and was like, Hey, can you, can you send me a copy of Bikini Car Wash Company? I've never seen it. I said, I've seen two like a thousand times, but I've never oh, seen really? one. Mm -hmm. So you just recently saw one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like uh, six months ago. Oh, really? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And then I discovered New Haven and, right. you know, so, so it was like, Oh my God. And, and the, just the music, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm in it. I'm totally in it for the music. I would have been at that time. I would have been like, right. I'm like, how did I miss this cinematic right. masterpiece? Right. Minimal right. plot. Exactly. Girls okay. Allergic to clothing and we're gorgeous. Yes. Speaking of the plot. All right. So this movie is about a group of ladies mm -hmm. who take over a struggling car wash and make it a success. That's the plot of part one. Do yeah. A car wash is purchased by a group of greedy corporate corporate assholes with nefarious plans to level it and build condos. And the girls must figure out a way to get it back. So it's the, uh, what we call SSB, save something with our breasts. There we go. <laughs> so And they do. And they do. And they do. Well, and spoiler alert. Sorry, I should. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah. Spoiler. So I think... I um one of the reasons I like these movies is because the women in them don't sit around talking about men which is interesting because you think that the 
idea of the film, which a lot of those movies, a lot of these SSBs had that same plot, right? It was like, I'm going to, yep. I'm going to save the car wash with my breasts. <laughs> I'm going to save the drive-in with my breasts. I'm going to save the orphanage with my breasts. Right. Well, then they Your always car. put in a, you know, it was always like, I have a boyfriend and he's going to support me, or I'm going to fall in love with somebody. And they're going to make that like the important part of that movie. Right. Whereas anyone ending up with anyone was just sort of like extra and then at the end of the movie they end up having sex in a in a in a beach shack yes <laughs> and, where he reveals he wasn't quite as stupid as she thought he was and kind of right. knew what was going on the whole time he played the long game just to get yep. laid <laughs> <laughs> you think i'm stupid yeah. and i know that you know <laughs> exactly Yes. So when I talked to the director of part two, because the director of part one is Ed Hansen and he has since passed away. Okay. So the director of photography on the first one is Gary Arona. Gary Arona went on to direct the second one. So you can kind of see, you know, influences there. Um, But Gary Arona was saying that when they went to shoot this, everything was already kind of done in the sense that the casting had been done and the script was already done and so-called yeah (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and so in the first movie one of the things that Gary Arona lent to this to the to to the story and I use the term loosely is this series of vignettes involving the music Because they had all of this extra space in the movie. And Gary Arona basically said to Ed Hansen, he's like, you know what? He's like, I could just shoot the girls, you know, dancing or undressing or washing cars or whatever. (laughs) And we could set it to music and it would be like little mini music videos. The kind of videos 15-year-old me would have loved to have seen. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. What it reminds me of, and I don't know if you remember this, because this is like we're we're going in the Wayback Machine here. But um they there used to be this like VHS series called Rock Video Girls, where they would interview women who had been the stars of a lot of these like hair metal videos and stuff. Okay. And they always had bits and pieces of the videos that they'd been in like <clears throat> rat you know love and use a dirty job <laughs> yep um, i'm the man to do it and i'm the <laughs> man to do it <laughs> yes exactly what? you know poetic so they oh. had those like those music videos but then they would interview them in between and ask them like how they became a rock video girl and then there was always like some kind of sort of tacked on nudity <laughs> like she yeah like she's like um almost like a playboy uh centerfold video right mm-hmm. where okay. you know we're just women are just wandering down the beach nude you know like because yep. as, as we do it was like this series and it was called rock video girls and bikini car wash company reminds me so much of rock video girl <laughs> i could see that yeah actually i've got bobby brown's book on my shelf <laughs> waiting to be read oh you haven't read it 
No, I haven't read it. <laughs> oh, I've read it twice. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a doozy. Is it? It's, she doesn't hold back much? It's a, oh, no. No, 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 no. All right. Got it. So I was like, if you like Janie Lane before, you won't like him now. Uh-oh. So the cast of this movie is they're obviously cast because they are beautiful and have yes. great hair and look good in bikinis. And yes. none of these women were actresses prior. Which is kind of surprising because the acting wasn't terrible. It's not terrible. I've seen I've seen a lot worse acting. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. Totally. So we have Christy Ducati as Melissa. Christy Ducati was actually born in Centralia, Washington. She was a model at age 17. She moved to LA when she became of age, started dating a Chippendales dancer. It's <laughs> pretty awesome. Um, they were getting ready to go on tour and she needed a roommate. Enter Naraya Davis, who had just come to Southern California from Northern California. Naraya Davis was raised by parents who were kind of off the grid in a lot of ways. They had no indoor plumbing, but they grew their own food and, and raised everything. And so she had kind of like a more unconventional upbringing. So when she turned 18, she moved to LA. So she meets Christy Ducati. They become roommates. Christy Ducati gets invited to go, I guess the bikini car wash company producers uh, had put an ad out saying it was like an open audition you know, pretty girls yep. wanted, you know, <laughs> so Christy Ducati goes and auditions and Naraya Davis is sitting in the waiting room, waiting for her to come out. The producers come out, they see Naraya Davis. They say, Hey, you want to be in a movie? <laughs> and thus Rita and Melissa are cast. Um, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, Suzanne Brown, who plays Sunny, She actually had a different kind of upbringing. She was born in, um, Miami, but she was raised in Valdosta, Georgia. And her parents were really big art people. Like they owned an art gallery. Okay. Uh, so, but when she wanted to like be in the performing arts, like they were like, no, <laughs> like you can be an artist, <laughs> right? not be an actress. <laughs> so she decided um, she was going to move to Orlando and get in with the Disney crowd, which she did. But then she learned that like Disney is very like when you're working for them in the corporate world, they're very much like, you know, one piece of jewelry per hand and your hair okay. can't be two different colors. And they're very um, conservative, right? Seems to me that's changed a lot recently. Very much so. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this ain't your daddy's Disney. No. That's, yeah, the pendulum <laughs> swung the other way. No. Oh my goodness gracious. Yes. So she moved from Orlando to LA and landed uh, The Last Boy Scout. She played a oh, great movie stripper and um and an audition and got that and then she did the bikini car wash company and i guess when she got bikini car wash company she had had um i guess she had had an accident where she injured her nose and she was also <laughs> heavier although i mean really like yeah I mean, like she said that in the interview and i was like oh right. who are you kidding <laughs> yeah right. yeah i know that they're all gorgeous with like flawless bodies that's ridiculous yes exactly so she says that like she didn't get as much screen time in part one because of that so then in part two 
they ended up giving her a bigger part and making her more of like a comedic uh you know they yep. gave her they gave her more character um ricky brando who plays amy unfortunately the only thing i know about her is that she did buford's beach bunnies with tom hanks's brother i don't think i, I think i missed that one it's I'll a terrible that. movie I was gonna say, I'll put on my don't put on my list. Okay. No, <laughs> I'll no, take your opinion. No, it. yeah, we know who got the talent in that family. Okay. okay. It, it, it wasn't Jim. It was it no. was Tom. Okay. No. <laughs> so, gotcha. Anyway. I'm but you might go. not have known that when he started on Bosom Buddies or whatever. I know. He, Although I love that show. It was a great show. Exactly. He started on like Tom Hanks started on Bosom Buddies. He did Bachelor Party, which I right. love. Yep, good move. Tawny Katane's in that, isn't she? The yeah, Tawny Katane. Yep. Um, oh, Adrian Zamed is like, oh, you know. Oh, but this is this is not the Bachelor Party uh, podcast. <laughs> but but I do no. I do I'm a huge fan. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Bachelor Party. So, um, the men in this movie, so really nothing. Yep. No, um, Joe Dusick, who plays Jack McGowan, um kind of looks like somebody in casting lost a bet <laughs> or he was like an accountant and he was doing someone's taxes and they said you know we can't pay you and he's like what else you got and they said do you yep. want to be in a titty flick and he said you son of a bitch I'm yes in. yep i'm i'm down <laughs> that really is- who wouldn't the yeah. only way I can think of, because Joe Jusic is a, you know, never, never heard from back never then, again. never heard from after kind of actor. Nope. Yep. There's quite a few of those actually in these two movies. With- and then in part two, you have Greg Ray who played Derek. And according to uh, the director and according to a lot of people I've talked to, they said that he was an actual actor. Like he was, whether he was part of the theater world or whatever, he was an actual serious actor who did this movie now once again can't find him nope (laughs) (laughs) i think i i think maybe he probably goes by another name could be that yeah went back to the theater went back to the theater you know whatever who knows (laughs) Uh, so i don't know although jim wynorski is one of the um like the first original car wash workers yep the attendants that's yeah yeah big b director yeah big b movie director and there's a lot of people in the b movie world who i've met who are wonderful fred olin ray wonderful richard gabai wonderful david dakota wonderful uh linnea quigley fantastic oh we know about that a lot of really truly um great and very talented people that happen to have had their start in b movies or happen to have like a b movie yeah right but wonderful people monique parent wonderful you know okay so when we open on bikini car wash company the original um jack mcgowan is basically walking around in a suit on the beach on the beach <laughs> uh because he's trying to find his uncle's car wash and kids this was back in the time when we had things like maps and he even has like i think he has direction no he doesn't even have directions he literally has an address address. on a piece of paper (laughs) yep going up to everybody on the beach yes happens to stumble upon one of the most beautiful women i have ever seen in my entire life missy warner (laughs) she 
went on to do she did a, a great movie called wild child and i think she did a couple other things and then just poof gone disappeared but she has the best line in this movie which is get away from me and my tits you creep yep <laughs> she's the one that the first person he, i don't know if it's the first person he talks to on the beach but i think yeah. i think she's yeah so so he happens upon a group of women who are arguing because they were trying to sell edible <laughs> swimwear and the edible swimwear melted in melted. the beach shack. <laughs> so they're arguing over the fact that they have lost all of this money, this travel money. This is their, 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 their trip money, as they would say. So he stumbles upon them, asks them for directions, and they kind of realize that he's sort of an idiot from Iowa. <laughs> Iowa, right? I got I know when Iowa confused now because they I know when Iowa it's like a running joke. Because I think she even says in the movie, she says, Oh, you'll be back to your Idaho self again. And she's yep. like, Iowa. Iowa. So yep. I believe it is Iowa. Yes. So, so so they uh you know tell him where the sun where the sunshine car wash is and um agree to go and get their car washed at some point. Yep. Um he goes to the car wash and meets up with his uncle who has horrible allergies. Right. I found that the word, the weirdest thing. Plot line ever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like allergies. That's well, exactly that. All, that's the only medical thing they knew was allergies. I kind of <laughs> thought it was going to be something like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, my uncle had a heart attack, especially so when he, which, which, when he's like, <laughs> I have bad news about my uncle. And you're like, oh, did he die? Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> and. And Melissa's reaction is, oh, he's not coming back soon, is he? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, but his allergy problem is so bad. He's his his insurance isn't going to be able to cover it. Like, what that was just of- a weird, a yeah. weird <laughs> disease. Yeah. Thing. I kind of I I th- so the 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 screenwriter, besides being Ed Hansen, the director, the other screenwriter is Buck yes. Flower. Yep. Okay. Very now, famous. Yeah, face. I was going to say, where do you know Buck Flower from? I I know his face in a million movies. Couldn't have told his name, I don't think, before I looked him up. Yeah. He's basically, um, he plays every drunk or derelict. Hopeless. Yep. Or homeless <laughs> guy what? in the yep, 70s and 80s. Yep. He was in a lot of movies. It's like, and yeah, as soon as you see his face, you can think of yeah. 10 times. You, you go, oh, that guy. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He is, um, he is, he is wonderful in a movie called Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolorama. Bolorama. Got that on VHS. Do you? I've not upgraded it. Yes. Oh, it's not a good yep. movie, but it's a fun movie. <laughs> I like those. I love yeah. all those. Yes. And bringing it back to Bikini Car Wash Company. Full Moon put out a David Dakota movie um, under his pseudonym Ellen Cabot called Test Tube Teens from the Year 2000. Previously known as Virgin Hunters. Which is a terrible fucking title. <laughs> it's a bad title. It's Hence a terrible title. But Test one's... Tube Teens is fabulous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a good change. Oh my God. But Morgan Fairchild. Morgan Fairchild, Sarah Suzanne Brown from this movie, and a bunch of, you know, nameless hot white guys <laughs> that never went on to do anything else. So, um, so the long and the short of it is that Melissa convinces Jack 
to allow them to revamp the car wash using them in bikinis. Sometimes not so much, but yes, bikinis. rarely in bikinis, Rare, just bikinis and, yeah. and washing cars with their boobs and stuff. Maybe they have allergies to the bikinis, right? And right. they should go visit the uncle in the That's good. <laughs> <laughs> And in the meantime, yep. while they are doing all of this, whether they are washing cars or changing clothes, uh, we get treated to an amazing soundtrack. Yes. Agreed. Okay. So uh, since we're going to talk, let's talk about the soundtrack. So we've got an amazing song by New Haven called Draw the Line. Yep. That's a good really- one such a great song and it's great because it's like they're getting ready but then they're also going to engage in a water fight <laughs> but do you notice that rita is like trying to apply her lipstick the entire time she's like the entire time she's sitting there putting makeup on all the other girls are just naked and throwing water on each other throwing and water on like, each other and it's great she's she like, like looks, she looks behind and she looks at them and then she kind of shakes her head and then she just goes back to applying right her back to the makeup. It's just- <laughs> oh, it's one of my it was favorite pretty little funny. touches in the movie. <laughs> like I, I asked Naraya Davis, I said, you know, did you guys have any input as far as your characters were concerned or like little things? And she's like, no, not really. She goes in part two, they wanted to sort of upgrade our characters and make them, you know, a little bit more fleshed out, which they did. It's just unfortunate because in part two, they make, Rita an idiot yeah and I hated that that's one of the only things I really don't like about part two is that Rita's character is reduced to what they told her was oh we're gonna make you like comedic and what they ended up doing in my opinion was they made her really stupid and it made me very sad (laughs) (laughs) yeah agreed um Next up, we have, oh, we do have a love scene between Rita and nameless guy with long hair. Guy, <laughs> guy with long hair. Um, they had some guys long hair and some guys in Speedos. Just got Speedos. it out a little bit. Board and- shorts. Oh, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Anyway, so they have a love scene to Sweet Dreams by Shake City, yep. which is a great song. That whole album is really good. You know what? I that's the only album of the of all of these albums now that I own. I don't have the Shake City one. I tried to find it on Amazon and it's super expensive. I I tried to rebuy it because I couldn't find it. I didn't know where I put it. So I'm like trying to rebuy it. And I got on some site online and I put the order in. And the president from Ionian Records calls me and says, How did you get to this site? It's <laughs> like that what? is just like some kind of um, I don't know, it's like a a play site for them just to learn how to work their system. It was uh-huh. never supposed to be public. You know, no public was supposed to be able to get on it. He's like, nope, no. it's out of, yep. He's like, it's out of print, but they are talking about re-releasing it with some bonus tracks. He said, keep coming back to the record label. They're, good. they're in discussions. Good, good. Shake City is awesome. And I'm not the only one who feels this way. Other people who no. have reviewed this movie on other podcasts have said you know that the shake city and in new haven they really love the music yep. from that so well it's got the former lead singer of warren before Janie lane took over and so adam shore is the okay i'm sure he, he was first oh yep okay yep he was before Janie, and then um 
like some of the songs on the album were written by, I think two of them were co-written by Tommy Thayer, who was in Black and Blue and Kiss. Okay. And Janie Lane wrote one and Eric Turner from Warrant wrote one. So, or co-wrote really? one. So. Yep. That's so, so cool. Look at that. Like, Shake City history. Yep. Shake City was great. I like their album. I love that. Good. Mm. So, so we've got, we've got that scene, which is fantastic. We've got hot love by shake city. Um, we've got, well, you know, so if you, if you, if you hang into the entire movie and you get to the end of the movie, um, what for, for, you know, congratulations. Cause it's not, it's not an easy, it's not an easy thing to do, but once you get to the end, Melissa, Melissa ends up in the in the beach shack with Jack and um tells him, you know, hey, I was kind of taking advantage of you and I was just sort of in it because I really wanted the car wash and the money because I needed the yep. money. Yep. Um and he's like, I knew. And then she's like, and then this is a weird scene too. Um because she goes, <laughs> she goes, God, just get mad at me or you know, yell at me or something. Right. <laughs> and then he like grabs her and kisses her and you're like that looks really awkward (laughs) well that was something (laughs) it was something indeed so then they proceed to have uh what i thought was the most awkward sex scene until part two oh that's much more yeah oh my god (laughs) yeah we're gonna get into that but technically i don't know if it's a i don't know they had sex he never took his like boxers underwear on no (laughs) here's the thing about part one part one that is a pretty substantial scene like we get the entire song which is great because we get the entire entire part of me uh by new haven fantastic ballad fantastic ballad um you just have to sit through you know awkwardness of that and then it's over (laughs) my favorite shake city song was eddie blue okay (laughs) other songs by shake city that we love yes Betty Blue is a fantastic yes. song. That's probably my favorite Shake City song. Very and upbeat. Let's see. Okay. So yeah. So we've got Draw the Line, Part of Me, Hot Love. Um, and now we get into part two. So part one has a lot of really beautiful shots. The, 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 the photography in part one, I actually prefer to the photography in part two. I, I feel like part one is more golden. It's more like yeah. the women. And when I talked to the Gary fighting. Arona, he was saying, he's like, I just have this talent for being able to make women look incredibly beautiful. It worked in this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you did it, bro. You <laughs> totally succeeded. <laughs> we did it. Um, so a lot easier when you have them to work with, but I, well, know. yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> the material. <You're> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in part two, he had been watching a lot of a TV show that came out in the nineties and the late eighties and maybe the late eighties too, called, um, uh, Parker Lewis can't lose. Yep. I remember that shows because (laughs) of the camera angles that he uses in part two. Um, and some people have actually expressed that this is not, this is why they don't like part two. Oh, okay is because they don't like the weird you know up close shots and stuff that they do with like the faces and things like that but eh, you know <laughs> I, and, um, really, eh. Wouldn't be enough yeah, I don't think I, I, I love the movie 
I don't think 15 year old boys jerking off in the middle of the night. Get it. <laughs> so, they don't care. <laughs> I don't think it matters. Okay, so, did you watch the credits of part one? Yes. Yes. So part one, the credits of part one is um, where they talk about the the swish swish pan swish yep. pan yes so it's educational educational <laughs> if you stick around in part one if you yep. can if you can make it past jack mcgowan's sex scene yep. and then you go into the credits you can actually see you know fun little camera things that you know <laughs> so, and we didn't even talk about the flasher in part one. Oh god uh, yeah okay so so problematic <laughs> uh but in part one one of the subplots and I use the term loosely <laughs> is that there is a flasher running around the beach, just randomly flashing people. And at yes. the end, of course, it turns out he was a city council. He's like the DA trying the to DA? close down. The, right. I think it was a DA trying a to DA. close down. Yeah. On a rampage against smut. So he's trying to close down the bikini car wash company. Right. Right. By that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> for some reason he has like a cyborg view whenever he's, <laughs> which by the way i asked gary arona about that because i think you asked me to ask him about yes. that and yeah and he, he said no he, they just that was just something they decided to do <laughs> they explained it at the very end too i didn't know if you catch that on the radio right at the end like just before the credits they talk about you know who the flasher was and he was arrested and he says he would hit his head on the com or a computer fell and hit him on the head causing him to have strange visions oh and i'm like i'm like oh they do i because i thought i missed that i'm like i did not okay i thought it was just a random completely that's random why okay no i just thought he was just a they pervert just, they just tacked it on at the end i don't no, know totally didn't think see so then part two obviously they need to save the car wash in yep. order to save the car wash they're going to take over a television station that's uh, owned by a religious organization yeah, like a televangelist or like whatever, a televangelist yeah. So they're going to, they go in there and they're going to sell mail order lingerie through the, basically through music videos. That's yep. what it is. Yep. Little skits and music videos. That's it. Skits and music videos. One of my favorite parts is the very first uh, video that they're shooting and they're, the couple are trying to, you know, have sex on the kitchen table yep. and the cameraman just goes, go on, get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> to melissa because she's like all you have to do is pick up your phone and right <laughs> <laughs> so the soundtrack in part two okay so azro did the soundtrack for part two and yeah. so uh azro anyway uh <laughs> was uh created specifically whereas new haven was already a band and then right. they were given the chance to do the soundtrack because the producers became fans of the music. Whereas in part two, AZRO was a band that was created specifically for Bikini Car Wash Company too. Right. Just put together. And I think there's people he knew and wanted to work with mostly. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they, they brought the music with them, which is great. Like they brought the, the songs, you know, and I think he said, I think Todd said that Tracy wrote a lot of the music too. Yep. So, I was so going to look at all the, the writers, but I didn't have time. Yeah. But then a lot of that stuff was already like, was good because they came with the songs. Because some they people told brought them, stuff like, in. Yeah. You have right. to come up with song. You have to come up with 14 songs in two weeks. <laughs> like, good luck. Which is just <laughs> nuts. 
I mean, that is wild. Uh, but and it but, sounds great. I can't believe that you know they put it all together and recorded it and everything into it. It sounds amazing. Oh, it's fantastic. I love the music in part two. I absolutely love the music in part two. Um, we've got uh, one of my favorite songs is um, Big Top. So, yes. So Big Top is an awesome song. Um, and, and it plays when the girls are celebrating that they have sold the car washes and they are spraying just, champagne. So much champagne. You just, just go into a closet at work copy yeah. room whatever it was i think you're in the <laughs> copy room and they're just spraying champagne all over each other and my only thought when i watched this scene as a woman was oh god that must have been a pain in the ass to get off <laughs> oh no 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 and then they just, um okay they bring in they bring in derek at one point and then derek is uncomfortable yep. <laughs> <laughs> so then they let him go <laughs> that's <laughs> um, one of those things about six seven minutes Boom. hey we need music we need mm-hmm. to get some naked women in here let's go it's all it <laughs> is it's just it's like oh we're gonna spray each other with champagne, champagne. it's great as you do and then you women uh, don't do that all the time at work? i know we don't run around in <laughs> lingerie and maribel heels yeah oh my so, god uh so there's a lot of there's also a lot of car wash like they actually go back to the car wash and they visit it so that they can kind of see how things are running and also kind of like relive that time and uh and there's a time period where they all get to like put on their bikinis and and you know wash the car because they miss it so much (laughs) yeah yeah i i like the look of the car wash in the second one more I really okay. do. Yeah, I think the first one looks kind of scummy. <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't want to get naked in that car wash. No. But in the second one, I was like, ah, I, I could like get naked in that car wash. <laughs> See, I can get down with the nudity. Yeah, get down with that. It was good nudity. Okay, so songs for the second one. What Sometimes. were some of your favorite songs for part two? I love "Rock in a Hard Place." Yes! The opening. That's a great song right off the, I can't remember where it is in the movie, but I love that song and I know it's in there. (laughs) 99 miles is great too. 99 miles is fabulous. That's one of my favorite, but yeah, that's a great song. Great song. 99 miles is one too close to you. And I'm like, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I love, no, my favorite lyric, my, my, uh, my literal favorite lyric of every single of, of every single AZRO song is I didn't pick you up on the side of the road. So don't quote me no price <laughs> from rock in a hard place. I love it. I love it. I was like, oh, remember when you could get away with lyrics like that? Yes, I know. They don't. Uh... <laughs> what is what's gone wrong with music since the 80s? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. What other one did I have written down? Though? Oh, Mr. Attitude Dance, of course. Oh, great song. Yeah. Blame it on me is a great easy hours. Blame easy it on me is great. Yep. Yep. And then of course the one they play at the end. Oh, we get to down home drumming. Down home. Yep. Down home is a great, great, great song. I love that. So I wrote Lay Your Hands on Me. Uh when love is not enough is just yep. one of my favorites. I love that. And I okay. So let's talk about this scene here. <laughs> so before when love is not enough starts playing, um the the, the girls have, you know, they've taken over this uh, religious station and they're selling all this lingerie and 
then, you know, a couple, a couple of things have happened and now the TV station has kind of like crashed and burned, <laughs> so to speak. Yep. So they're kind of like, oh, let's just give up. Right. No, man. <laughs> Derek walks in with like a Newt Rockney level of speech <laughs> and he's like, you started a, you started a corporation from one car wash. Quitters don't do that. <laughs> Quit, quitters don't do that. That was his recurring line. Yeah, speech. Quitters yeah. don't do that either. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's awesome. I will tell you this. I, if there was a way to just record that speech and just have it so that I could just, just, <laughs> just bring it out of my pocket whenever I'm feeling like I can't handle my life. <laughs> You just listen to Derek's speech from the Katie Car Wash Company too. Get your head on straight, yeah. Quitters don't do that. And then, um, so so then maybe just that line over and over because you say it right. Just quitters don't do that. And then, uh, and he's like, "So are you guys gonna help me or not?" And they're like, "Yeah." (laughs) So, So then she's like, "Oh my God, you're so great, so forceful, so like the old you." And then she kisses him which is awkward. And, um, and then the next time we see Derek, he's dressed like Napoleon. (laughs) He is dressed. You heard this correct guys. He is dressed like a Napoleonic dictator. Oh, and, and he has, he has drawn on a mustache much like John Waters. Right. I didn't get the mustache. (laughs) I thought maybe it was supposed to be like a 1930s director or 40s director. I don't know. Nope. It was just, but yes, the mustache. Nope. He looks, like, <laughs> he, he looks like he was just trying to dress quickly while running through a time tunnel. <laughs> really I think he's wearing jumpers, I think, at, at one point. Yeah. So that happens. Yep. And at the, uh, you know, when they finally make their goal, um, Derek has decided to take a nap on yes, the floor. He was very tired. He was very tired <laughs> because that speech. That speech and the, you know. <laughs> so he's taking a nap and Melissa wakes him up and says, now I'm going to show you how I really feel about you. And they play. Um, tell me forever <laughs> one more time. Tell me forever. Hey. Uh, Tell me forever again. Yes, that's it. Is the song. And so here's the thing about that song. And I said this to Todd. I was like, that is a beautiful song. Right. I just can't associate such a beautiful song with such an awkward sex scene. (laughs) Because folks, okay. So Derek is wearing rainbow boxers. Yep. Uh, Melissa sure Melissa's wearing some sort of a jumpsuit type situation. She takes it off and she's she's wearing a romper actually. So she takes her romper top off. She's wearing like a white lingerie situation and uh she goes to kiss him and at some point she takes her top off so she's she's topless and they're kind of standing there and she's wearing you know, he's wearing his boxer. She's he's super tall by the way. Yes. Like really tall. <laughs> and she this is okay i've watched the scene several times just so i could say this line he <laughs> puts his hands on her breasts and it is as though her breasts are lava <laughs> he, 
he i've never seen a man <laughs> i've never seen a person move their hands more quickly like he, it is like she she puts them on her breast and then he's just like nope <laughs> now there's i mean many theories behind that but yeah so she and then i think she does it again at one point like she tries to put her hands in her breast and he's like no <laughs> and then i'm gonna bro no so anyway they have sex question mark i'm not sure because the boxers never came off nope he keeps those boxers on the entire time it is a very uncomfortable strange i think it was just a make-out session weird scene yeah or maybe he needed viagra i don't know but i don't know it was weird it was totally weird so they end up getting the uh they get the car wash back from you know evil corporate america people and then oh well okay so derek gets a, a letter in the mail saying that that his film school wants to... him to make a documentary about the history of the car wash yep which is fine except that the, except that the next thing he does is jump up and down and go and at that moment melissa's vagina closed off yep that's it (laughs) she was done she was she was this close and then it was like so and so we we have to recover from that and thank god we have azro doing a live performance of down home at the car wash yes thank god and it's fan well yeah because you got to save us from the last five minutes of that movie but <laughs> and it's great it's awesome you get to see todd lane spinning his drumsticks you get to see yeah. you get to see everyone <laughs> performing and you get to see lots of beautiful women in various stages of bikini undress yes yes exactly Dancing. yep and it's fantastic it's a, my it's favorite a, is when the, some of the guys didn't even bring a car through they just bring their body through the car wash and have yeah themselves. yeah exactly it's like oh okay this, this charts it's <laughs> fine so oh all right so we've got both of those and movies. we're not ripping on the movie we love the no, movie we love, we the, love the movie we love the movie but the thing is it's like havarti cheese you know i love havarti cheese but it has holes in it <laughs> got a few you know, it has some holes, you know. <laughs> so the original is directed by Ed Hansen. The uh, sequel is directed by Gary Arona. Gary took over for the sequel. The producers went to Gary and said, listen, Ed doesn't want to do this because Ed had moved on at that point. Would you like to do this? Gary said, great. So he that's what he decided to do it. The scenes that are shot in corporate, the, the corporation, whatever that, yep. whatever that magical corporation is yeah. that is trying to steal the car wash was actually shot at the production offices of Imperial Pictures, which is the company that put out Bikini Car Wash Company one and two. Um, it was cold at night, according to Naraya Davis, <laughs> which she saw her, which she shot her scene on the beach uh, with, uh, you know, random dude with long hair um she said yeah it was freezing uh let's see casting was done by alan burstein the script was written by ed and buck flower i'm not sure who wrote the script for the second one but it wasn't him oh when gary arona came to do part two the script was already written okay 
script was already written. Everything was already <laughs> cast. He had no part in any of that. Uh, the first movie was shot for under a million dollars at a rented car wash in Burbank, California. The second was actually shot not only in that high-rise building, which was Imperial production offices, it was also shot on a soundstage entirely. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, my favorite part. Okay. So um, <laughs> I love their hair in part one. Like I was, I was so enamored with their hair. They're wearing wigs. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yes. Mariah <laughs> Davis said they made them wear wigs. Oh. Which is funny because like I used to, when I saw part one, Christy Ducati's no. hair is so beautiful. It's so long. <laughs> it's done it's up so, so well. Yeah. Like, oh. And a wonderful like, stylist. It's fake. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Movie magic. And that is it for, yeah, man, that is totally it for like behind the scenes stuff. Okay. So why do we like this movie? <laughs> We've spent a good portion of time talking about some of the flaws of yep. it. But why do we like this movie? Beautiful women, <laughs> great music, and that's kind of the whole movie. That's the whole point of the movie. Yes. So <laughs> exactly. I love a good solid 80-minute comedy. I like the colorful swimsuits. No, the swimsuits were amazing, actually, swimsuits- some of them are fantastic um it's feminist in its own way well yep i mean they're business women they're fine you know yep i love all the magic hour shots and i love the music and i love late 80s early 90s los angeles yep it's a magical time there really seriously so awesome so yeah it's uh and you know this movie brought us together with like yep. Todd Lane and it brought you and I a friendship. And so yep. there's nothing bad to say about this movie. No, absolutely not. It's brought good things to my life. I didn't even know I <laughs> yeah, so exactly. awesome. Well, man, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you doing oh. this. Oh, I appreciate it. I was looking so forward to it. Yay! It's great. Yes. So awesome. <laughs>